G'day guys and welcome back to another episode of Thriving in Chaos with me, Paz. Thank you again for filling your ear holes with my voice in the form of this podcast. If you haven't already, head over to Instagram right now, it'll only take you a second and hit that follow button at Paz underscore official page. I release daily content as well as sneak peeks for all of the upcoming episodes that I have to release. So make sure you stay tuned for all of those. And if you haven't already, head back and listen to all of the other episodes that are available right here on Spotify. Gary Vee or somebody that's big, mm. pay them like five grand, yeah. you know, and get them on here. But then yeah. you've got all these property people now following you. Then you get, you know, someone else that's self-development. Then yeah. they start, you know what I mean? You've got all yeah. of the, the experts in every niche. Mm. And know? that's what like... One of the greatest comparisons that I try to do to my show, it's very similar but very different, is the way that Joe Rogan does his. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's probably the most successful podcaster in the world. 100%. And he, the way that he does it is that he knows a lot about a lot, mm -hmm. but then he also doesn't know a lot about a lot. So all the people that he gets on, he's interested in that subject. In that subject, yeah. And so therefore it makes the conversation easy to go about. Mm -hmm. And then even people who he might not necessarily be you know, the biggest astrophysicist nerd or something like that, it's still interesting to listen to somebody else's view on how they Perceive operate and do or, things yeah. like that. Yeah. And that's what's important exactly like what you said is getting people on that maybe not necessarily I am, you know, just absolutely brimming at the gills trying to learn about this topic, but somebody else is. Yeah. And the podcast is not for me. It's for people who are listening. 100%. You know, so... Um, so what's been what's been because we've already we'll just we've already kicked off, haven't we're, we? Yeah, yeah here we are. We're here. We're going. <laughs> we're here with Tom Ferris. Sweet. Thanks for having me. Yeah, mate. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, so let's let's keep on that that track with getting to know what you do. You have changed a lot of things that you have done in your life. Give mm. us a little bit of a background as to who Tom Ferris is and where you've got to now, being probably one of. And I'm biased because you're my mate, but probably one of Brisbane's best high-end real estate agents. So how have you gotten to this part in your journey? Yeah. Uh, well, look, I think it's just been consistent. Mm. You know, it, it's been a very gradual thing and, and a lot of breaking a lot of bad habits. Mm. And, um, you know, I came from a, a family where it was very heavily involved with alcohol and, um, you know, they worked hard for their money and, and, and it was they traded their time for money, yep. right? And, you know, that, that caused obviously conflict and uh, created, I guess, not a, a, the best environment growing up. Yeah. And I guess, you know, I, from that went to school and transitioned to school, wasn't the best kid in school and, you know, always kind of played up and I guess depending on what was going on at home. Mm, sure. Um, and I guess moving forward, I you know, like as you well know, you know, got into the wrong crowd and mm. was hanging out with the wrong people and it was, you know, it took a toll. Mm. It definitely took a toll on me and that's why probably five years ago I ended up moving down to Brisbane just like we were saying, you know, people that are from your hometown tend to be doing the same shit, mm. you know, and, and they don't break that chain or they don't break and create that change that they need in their life. That hometown mindset is massive. It's huge. It's because it's a comfortable spot. Yeah. And most people like to live in their comfortability. In their most, comfort zone. Yeah, you know, so and and having to come to those realisations that maybe the people that, like what you're saying, the people aren't maybe necessarily the best for you or the environment is not for you because you can't grow. Yeah. You know, there is definitely limits to growth in every area and that's why you see so many 
entrepreneurs, business owners, things like that, they're always starting to dip their toe into different pools, trying to figure out how can they either make money here, mm-hmm. be more successful in that. So you've gone through um, a plethora of different things. How has the journey into real estate, because how long have you been a real estate agent for now? I've been in a hole of real estate from capital raising, developing, etc. probably for about four years. Yep. Um, Willingabba Real Estate, we opened that about two years ago now. Mm-hmm. So in the in that particular, I guess, segment and having the, the, the agency, yeah, it's been probably a, a good solid two years. Yeah. Um, I never worked in a Ray White or I never worked in a particular agency. Yeah. And I guess from even when I was young, I've always been self-employed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've always kind of done it on my own and I'd rather go to an expert and pay their money and learn all their lessons then getting incorporated into an agency and starting at the bottom, kind of working their way up. Yeah, sure. Um, I was very blessed and lucky that I was able to, I guess, skip all that. And I was doing a lot of trips to Taiwan, Hong Kong with mm-hmm. a mate of mine. Yeah. And um, that's when we opened up the coffee shops and bars in, in Brisbane as well. Mm-hmm. And we're helping people migrate to Australia. Yeah. Right. Um, that's kind of where it all kind of began. Mm-hmm. And obviously COVID came along and fucked everything up as, so let's as let's dive into that let's not skip past that too quickly so what was that first because you opened the cafe newport first correct no i had one called caldi first okay. that was in tawong mm-hmm. uh, that was a cafe and then we converted it to a cocktail bar yeah and that's where it all kind of kicked off mm. and that was in 2018 okay when we started that and then uh, from that we were able to expand to probably another four or five venues yeah um bistros cocktail bars other coffee shops um, and, you know, there's about five of them that we've got, you know, humming along and, and got up pretty, pretty well. Mm-hmm. And then obviously by 2020, the whole world, you know, turned upside down. Yeah. A lot of fear, a lot of BS that was happening in the media. People didn't know to turn left, right. People started attacking each other. You mm-hmm. know, it was pretty chaotic. And uh, unfortunately, I couldn't go overseas anymore. My clients weren't didn't know what was happening in their own country. They didn't want to send any money over to Australia. You know, it was a very unknown time. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously I had no idea and I was like, look, we've got all these venues, what do we do? And I actually ended up moving to Gold Coast. And in in the Gold Coast there, I I kept following for probably about six months, the property, you know, trying to get clients to come over. And I wasn't getting anywhere, Mm -hmm. you know, and my savings were just getting lower and lower. We closed up all the shops because you couldn't open up your shop. Yeah. Um, and look, I was just sitting at Gold Coast. I was like, I can't keep doing this. Mm. So we ended up, me and my partner, uh, at the time we ended up going back to, back to Brisbane, yep. reopened Newports, which is the one we got in South Bank. And look, uh, my ex-business partner, he took, he took a couple of shops. I took the rest. Some we had to close down, mm-hmm. um, which is a shame. Mm. But yeah, it was just a grind, man, you know, and, and it was, it was, it was crazy, you know, having to wear masks and people telling you not what to do and not to do and, you know, having police coming in and try and force it on you and, you know, my staff going, well, do I need to get vaccinated? Do I need to wear a mask? You know, and at the end of the day, who am I? I'm not a doctor, but I'll yeah. tell you something. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Mm. You know, I'm not going to put pressure on you for a job that pays you 30 bucks an hour. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I guess it's been a huge wake up call and I hope for a lot of Australians and people are starting to think for themselves, Yeah, you know, and mate, I, I battled demons. That was mm. probably by far the worst thing that's, and I, I, look, I'm probably everyone in the, in the, in the country, the world, you know, would, would have probably felt the same. But for my particular circumstance, purely because of 
I was over leveraged and I was, you know, in an environment where I was pushing the boundaries and having something like a pandemic coming along and just throwing a spanner in the works. Mm. It was just like, fuck. Um, Because in 2018, you look back or 2019 when we're traveling overseas, you know, it was mid 20s, like, fuck, we've made it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm like, sure. cool, we've, we've hit this, we're growing, we're making money, mm-hmm. you know, we're networking, everything's progressing. Um, and then just, yeah, just this this full left field uh, curveball got sent. And mm. look, at the end of the day, man, I'm, I'm glad it happened. Yep. I'd rather it happen in my 20s than in my 30s and 40s. Yeah. You know, because I've, I'm at the age where, cool, learn, adjust, change, move on. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what will make or break people in business is. Mm. If you keep doing the same things that you did five years ago, it doesn't mean that the next five years it's going to be that it's going to work. Yeah. Right. You got to you got to be able to move and add you know move the pieces. Mm. And I think that's what really made or break business owners during that period. Mm-hmm. Because if you were doing the same thing that you were two years ago, your shop would be closed. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that's a good lesson for a lot of people to learn. You know, is not be so regimented and so rigid. You know, be like water. Just go with the flow. Mm. You know, it is what it is. Like, don't don't take it hard. Don't stress about it. Yeah. You know? So, what did you find was the the hardest thing to be able to after the after the pandemic was finished and you were able to start to reopen businesses and things like that, and especially coming from like hospitality, which was huge with shutdowns, amounts of people, yeah. things like that. What was the hardest thing for you to be able to go? This is the first step to be able to get ourselves back into a similar position that we were before all of this happened? I think just being consistent. Yep. Just 1% every day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like 1%, 1% every day. Mm. 100 days, 100%. I love that quote. Yeah. You know, don't you don't have to do 110% a day mm. because you do it for fucking three weeks and you burn out. Yeah. And then, you, 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 you know, you fall over, you do nothing for a week, then you try and jump back on the horse and you're, you're three weeks behind again. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think just doing that consistent, turning up every day, you know, and just those little increments will get better and better and better. Mm. Um, and so essentially with Newports, you know, we were, it was just me and my partner. There's just the two of us. And we grew that for 12 months every day, seven days a week, grinded, yep. you know, to build that up, get the regular customers in. Obviously, people were fear. People lost money. Then They couldn't, couldn't afford to get a coffee. You know, people a bit hesitant to even communicate with one yeah. another, you know, uh, people wearing masks, not wearing masks, etc. So it was a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. Um, but I think, man, just being that consistent turning up and just ignoring the nose, putting the blinkers on and going hard yep. um, has allowed us to then open up another shop. Mm-hmm. I've got the agency now that's humming along. The hospitality is, you know, building up. Mm-hmm. Um better than what we were before yeah you know and i it was purely because we just were consistent and we didn't take no for an answer yeah and sometimes you need that that spanner in the works to be able to to reboot your system a little bit hey like sometimes it definitely doesn't help sometimes that spanner in the works can unfortunately be the demise of a lot of Mm -hmm. people and businesses and whatnot um and that's true for business but it's also true for personnel as well for your personal growth and things like that when you're just humming along and things are just sweet and you're not really coming up any against any adversity sometimes it's very easy to get stuck in the the same routine yeah you get complacent exactly and then when those hardships come if it's always been smooth sailing for you you'd 
just go, holy shit, shit. what do I do? Can't handle it. You know, yeah. don't, I don't know what to do. I've never had to come up against a challenge yeah. like this. So what's, uh, you talk about one percenters and I think that that's so true in every facet of life and the same goes with me with the podcast mm-hmm. and you know like it's a it's a daily grind it's making sure that the the content you're releasing is always good for somebody whatever it is that they consume and then yeah. also making sure that you're staying true to yourself so that you're not trying to play yourself too far outfield that you're now out of your depth yeah those one percenters for you i know what some of your little daily routines are and things like that tell everybody what it is that you as a very successful businessman what's your one percenters every day one percent my one percent win is really got to fill my own cup first yep before i can start having these conversations with people helping other people out um my routine is i get up every morning at the same time Mm -hmm. um depending on obviously what i've done the night before but normally it tends to be around about 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. From there, I'll do my meditation. From there, I'll do my journaling. From there, I'll read my book. I'll have a cold shower, which in Australia, summer's not really that cold, yeah. but I'll take it. Um, it's like 27 degrees. Yeah, oh, man, I'm so tough. Yeah. 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 How long did you stay under that? 20 yeah, minutes, 20 mate. minutes, Easy. Easy <laughs> look, up, look at my hands up, prune it out. But look, I think having those daily routines and mm. you know, to get everything ready, and go, okay, this is what needs to be done. Because when you are a business owner, it's also a business owner, but, you know, I'm a father, you know, I'm a partner. I look, I try to look after myself, yeah. you know. I want to still have a somewhat social life as mm. well, you know, and it's it's it's, it's a balance of, of everything. Yeah. And I think having that routine in the morning, for me, I'm, I prefer the morning because yeah. then it sets me up for the rest of the day, mm. right? After I do that routine, so it's the journaling, reading the book, the cold shower, um, I'll go to the gym, right? I'll take all my supplements, go to the gym. And that really kind of sets the benchmark for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, having that cold shower, this is going to sound a bit loopy, but I'll just be sitting there and I'll keep repeating abundance of sales, abundance mm-hmm. of gains, yeah. right? So I'm all about trying to put on more size. I'm all about trying to build the business. And it's just having those type of words. You're manifesting, I speak it, I believe it, I say it. You know, and sometimes people go, you talk too much. But mm. for me, it's like, if I'm saying it, I'm believing it, right? And I'm doing that 1% every day. It's going to happen. Mm. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. 100%. And that's the difference between manifesting. And I, I heard this uh, today or yesterday or something, and it was the difference between manifestation is not just sitting there and telling yourself, you know, like, oh, I'm going to wake up tomorrow with a million dollars. The difference between that is the manifestation of that's what the goal is and then going, sweet, well, let now let's realign how do I get, get there? Get to there, yeah. You know, what is it that I have to do, the daily grind, the one percenters, mm-hmm. the sometimes I'm going to have to put so much more effort into this to make it work. Mm-hmm. So uh, keep going with your, with your one percenters. So after all of those personal time things are done mm-hmm. then what's the day so then like? the gym and then yeah then i essentially get into the office yeah and then it's looking at the emails looking at the calendar making sure everything's you know set for the day um and the one percent man it's just been sticking it out you yep. know doing all the cold calling get, having conversations mm. you know as, as you know people say it's it's a volume game it's a numbers game yeah same with po- the podcast same with everything that you do mm. the more you do the more comfortable you are having these conversations yeah. the more confident you are doing your day-to-day work mm-hmm. you know um i think it's you know just not taking no for an answer you're obviously you're always going to fuck up you're always going to make mistakes yep. But you can't let that uh, hold you back or have that fear 
You know, mm-hmm. I made, I've made every mistake, every fucking mistake, yep. you know, and I know that I will probably continue making mistakes, right? But that's okay because as long I see it as a lesson, mm. right? As long as there's not too many expensive lessons, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yep. Um, and the same thing is I'm not making the same mistake over and over again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's when you get into trouble. Yeah. Because if it's like how many times you've made that same mistake three or four times, what the fuck? You're the well, problem. What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Result, yeah. You know, so how can you, if you don't have, and it comes back to what we were saying before, with the spanner in the works. A spanner in the works doesn't need to be something that flips your whole world upside down. It can just be that no. It can just be that no thanks, I'm not yep. interested in this. That can be a minor spanner in the works because you have already manifested that it was going to happen Mm -hmm. and you were like yep i've got my if you're doing like a sales pitch or something like that and you've got it all written out and you've memorized it and you know it back Mm -hmm. to front inside and out and then you pitch it and it doesn't get received yeah that's a little spanner in the works and if you just go like you said this is a lesson so i'm going to learn from that what could i do better what could i change adjust realign and then go again better i've learned from my previous mistake so Mm -hmm. now if i get no again I might be able to come back and ask them a different question to get that into a yep. yes. Yep. What have you found is the hardest thing with dealing with, especially within real estate business, like cafes, hospitality, things like that. There's a lot of money in there. A lot of people have to part with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the hardest thing to be able to get that sale deal across the line? I think it's just adding value. Mm-hmm. You know, being straight, people prefer, want to be, you know, they don't want you to blow smoke up their ass yeah you know they want to just be okay this is what it is this is it mm-hmm. this is the reason why you come and come to me right look at my data look at my rap sheet yeah right i've done this i'm the expert in the area if you come to me this is what we're going to get this is the result yeah and it speaks in volume mm-hmm. right um i think what we're doing right now why how people get and look at your podcasts and views it's the the value that they're going to get out of it yeah listening to this and go, fuck, I've never thought of that. Mm-hmm. Or actually, well, maybe I'll change that and do this. Yeah. You know, so I think that's that's that the value of anything. Mm. You know, it's not just a, a, a money thing or it's a, it's a, it's a selling uh, a certain product. It's, it's a whole package, yep. you know, simply shaking someone's hand properly, looking at someone and straight in the eye, mm. you know. Be presentable. Mm. Look sharp. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, I love one of the sayings like, um, let me have a look at your car, Yeah. right? Because every person, right, nobody looks at your car mm. except for you. Yeah. And you might have the odd, you know, mate jump in now and again. Yeah. But I'll tell you something. Let me look at your car and I can tell you if your, your mindset and, and, and how chaotic your life is. Mm. If you've got a neat and tidy car that nobody ever looks at, I can tell that you're somebody that's straight and neat, you know, they're on the ball versus someone that's got an untidy car I guarantee that their life's untidy, mm. you know? Um, I know one thing that you'd be able to, if you came and looked at my car, you'd know that I owned a dog. That'd be the one well, thing man, that you- Well, yeah. <laughs> get, <around laughs> that. get a ute. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a ute and he, oh, still, got, yeah, still, he sits. still sits inside, Oh, mate. man, look he's, at that. He's a princess. He's a princess, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I agree 100%. There are so many things that, if you are the face of which you are for your, your own businesses, and people want to know what it is that you bring. Your knowledge is power to them because you're going to be able to steer them in the right direction. The things that you tell them are going to add value to their mm-hmm. life and they trust what you say because you have done the research, you are knowledgeable in everything and you've proven that by the way that you you don't just 
talk the talk, but you walk the walk as yeah. well. And that's so important outside of business, but for people as a whole, you know, for people's individual lives, waking up every day, choosing what their 1% is going to be today, changing whatever part of their schedule regime might be that has mm-hmm. been a little bit untidy. And so they go, okay, well, we're going to clean this up. You yeah. don't have to do it all at once. That can also be one thing that can be a little bit of a, you know, ball and chain shackle to the leg is feeling like, you know, well, my life is in shambles and it's going to take so long to clean it all up. Mm-hmm. And they get scared by too that. Hard. Yeah. Put you know, too and hard so yeah. just do one thing at a time, yeah. you know, that like, what's the point on doing a hundred things poorly when you can do one thing well? Well, what's well, the saying? You could be a jack of all trades, mm. right? And, and be shit house at everything. Yeah. You know, um, and I think that's spot on, mm. you know, like I think you got to find something you're good at mm. and hone in on that. Yeah. Because if you try and do everything, you're going to pour yourself too thin yep. and you're not going to get anything done, you know. Um, and if it was for me, I at least want to be an expert in something. Yeah. You know, um, and I think with business and, 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 and that's why I love having these conversations, fitness, money finance mindset development all of it it's all intertwined absolutely you know and i think especially since what's happened during covid i think more and more people are having these type of conversations yeah you know they're they're going fuck there's more to life there's more of a com you know common um a domina yeah you know and Uh, i think that one of the things that came to a lot of fruition for a lot of people is not wanting to be stuck with the typical air quote nine to five job they don't want to just go to work and come home, go to sleep, wake up, do it again yeah. until they're dead. Yeah. Because where is your life in all 100%. of that? And there's nothing wrong with work. There is nothing wrong with having a great, strong work ethic. But if you can pour that same amount of time and energy and how much you have to give to that business owned by somebody else who's raking in all of mm-hmm. the benefit and you find what it is that you want to be an expert in, and you go, well, I'm going to give all of myself to this, then before you know it, you're nine to five and working that until you're dead no longer feels like it's work, but instead it's a new challenge every day Mm -hmm. that you wake up and you're just like, yeah, this is, can't wait to get going. You know, you go to, like I know for, for me with all of the different avenues of things that I've done in my life, but especially with the podcast, when it's time to go to bed, I just want to hurry up and wake up so that I can get up Go and again. keep going again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because there's Sometimes something- Sometimes I'm like, here. you don't even want to sleep. Bro, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, yeah. I don't, why do I need to sleep? Yeah. You know? And then I stay up until one o'clock in the morning doing whatever it is. And then I crawl into bed and go, I am going to regret going yeah, to bed. bed. At yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should have gone to yeah, bed at nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But those one percenters are so important for people to keep on going. Now, one of the things that you touched on there, being a business owner comes with a lot of- pressures and a, and it's a lot of time mm. but you are also a dad mm-hmm. of Sophia yep. she's how old now five, five, five man yeah. that's flown by yeah. how is well one let's go how is dad life love What's that like love it best thing that's ever happened yeah because when through. I met like because we've known each other for quite a long time I knew but you before dad before mode, dad mode yeah. and then I've known you during and now yeah you know so what was that transition like Going from party Tom to yeah, yeah to <laughs> to I got to square up here because there's yeah. more than just me in life. Hundred percent. Look, I think it's it's, it's responsibility. Mm. 
right? We all like to have sex, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, I was able to bring a beautiful girl into this world and it's when you need to stand up as a man, mm. you know, and, and, and lead the way. Um, she motivates me. I'm already a motivated person. Yeah. I'm already dis- quite a disciplined person. Yeah. But it, having that extra edge, it's not about me. You know, it's building a legacy mm. for my children, their children, etc. Yeah. What I'm trying to create is generational wealth, mm-hmm. you know, so that my kids can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. You know, not so the causes that they become a brat or anything like that. Obviously, you try and, you know, educate them and, and make them go through certain things in mm. life. Nothing in life is handed out in a platter. Yeah. But then having that work-life balance, you know, I've always really wanted to be present in Sophia's life, yeah. you know, and, 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 and have that support being going, taking her to sport, swimming lessons, you know. I have her every weekend, which mm-hmm. I'm very blessed. Yeah. You know, a lot of dads out there only get them every fortnight if they're lucky, sometimes even further, mm. you know, and sometimes it's their decision, sometimes it's not. Um, but for me, I'm very blessed that I get to have her so much, mm. you know, and, and she loves it. And, you know, and I think with the relationship with her mum is super important when you're, when you're in a family which does split up. Yep. Um, you know, having that healthy relationship with the mother of your child uh, is, is so important, not only for you two, but obviously for the, for the child itself yep. to have that support. Uh, the worst thing I hate seeing is when you see families break apart and parents using their own children as porn mm. you know when it's that leverage point hey yeah. it's fucking disgusting yeah you know it's like they're a child they yeah. didn't ask for this yeah you know you two are the adults here why are you guys acting like the children mm. you know it boggles my mind but um look becoming a father was by far the best thing that happened to me and yeah. i think that if it was up to me i'd have heaps yeah you know i really love children i think they're the future obviously to the world mm. um Unfortunately, a lot of bad shit happens in this world, but yeah. I think if we can uh, come together and and help the next generation, help educate people, and 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 you know have these nice, healthy families, which we should all have, mm. um, is really going to be obviously beneficial for not only my daughters, but you know for her children and, and generation. Yeah. Um, and I think going back on that is, you know, a lot of a lot of my friends I've spoken to, a lot of people I've spoken to, it's a lot of generational trauma. Yeah. You know, and I know that I've had to break a fuck ton of that. Yeah. To not allow what I went through as a kid to then push it onto her. Yeah. You know, and you might not subconsciously think you're doing it, but con- it's just it's just there because, mm. you know, from the age of eight, ten, whatever, you've witnessed and seen something and seen how people interact and behave, and you think that's normal mm. until you step back and you say, like, hold on a second, that's not fucking normal. Mm. That's fucked up. Yeah. You know, and um, I think that's. A, why well, I've done so much self-development. Yep. And two, it's, you know, I want to create an environment for her that she doesn't have to go through that shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well, it comes back to the generational trauma thing is a, is a very real thing and it's unfortunately quite high these days with the amount of split families, domestic violence, sexual abuse, whatever it might be. And then there is the complete, you know, opposite of that, people who have never gone through any of those that generational trauma, none of those situations and things. And so they find it hard to connect with each other because their circumstances when they were growing up were so different. And Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of people who may look at, you know, others going, well, you haven't had it as hard as me. And there's a difference between using that 
those things that have happened to you, whether it's trauma or whether it's all sunshine and rainbows and being able to use it as either a, as an excuse mm -hmm. to stay where you are and to become yep. the thing that you didn't want, want to be, to be. Yep. or use it as a lesson as what we've always, as what we've been talking mm -hmm. about this whole time. Everything can be used as a lesson, yep. even if it is some of the hardest shit that you've ever had to go through. Totally good. And that is very hard for people to wrap their head around because like you said, it might not be necessarily be something that is in your conscience right now and you're not consciously doing it, but subconsciously it is the way and it is stirring and it is comes up a lot of the time, especially in, especially in relationships as well, because you are so tightly knit so with close. somebody yep. and they usually become your punching bag yep. when shit's going wrong. Yep. Yep. And I know for my own self that through some of the things that I've gone through and with my partner, when I was going through the shit, she was the one that copped it. Yep. She was the one who copped all my bad attitude. She was the one who copped all of the the loud shouting because mm -hmm. I was upset with my own circumstances yeah. and because I could no longer hold that in anymore. She mm -hmm. was the person who had to verbally hear it and then she takes that on and then she starts to feel like shit about herself. Yeah. And then before you know it, you're just sitting in a pile of shit, shit man, yeah. you know? And right. and you, you try to think to yourself, and you're like, well, how did we get here? Mm -hmm. That's not always the age old question of well, how did we get here? Well, I'll tell you how you got there. You allowed all of those things to steer the rudder of your ship, yeah. to point you in the direction that you said that you didn't want to go in, but you did nothing to try and point it the other way. Or if you did, you gave up very, very quickly. quickly yeah. What's the what's those things that you are always working on for yourself? Things that I guess holding myself accountable mm. is huge. Yeah. Um, I know what I'm projected and where I want to be. Yep. And it's still a long way to go. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not perfect. You know, I fuck up. Um, I think what a lot of people do, I think a lot of people are on the same journey. Mm. You know, it's in our human nature. We want to be the best versions of ourselves. Yep. We all have that voice in our head. Mm. We all know when we drink too much piss, if we do drugs, if we do this. Mm. We've got that like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm. You know, you wake up the next day feeling like shit. Yeah. Look in the mirror. What, what was that for? Yeah. Now you're not performing at work, you're not performing at training, you're not performing here. Yeah. Are you turning up as a father? Are you turning mm. up as a partner? You know, when you're all drug fucked or, or hung over, mm. you know? Um, I think for me, you know, it's, I, I've come and I've battled, you know, with the drugs and alcohol for, yep. you know, I'm going to say, a, a, well, I, I got brought up on alcohol and I think a lot of Aussies would probably feel the same. You know, it, it's a very... Um, uh, it's just a part of our culture, right? Culture, yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. You know, good, bad, whatever you want to see it. Mm. Um, but I guess obviously, from that generation, again, you you see that you're like, oh, that's normal. So I'll normalize that. Mm. So if I have a six pack every day or fuck whatever, mm. whatever you think is normal, right? But you have someone else looking in it as a third party, someone that say like my partner from another country, and it's just like that's not that's not normal. Mm. Like, why are you? Uh, using alcohol to cover up or numb yourself, mm. do you know? Yeah. Um, and I think for me, the biggest troubles I have had in the past is alcohol and drugs. Mm. And I have been that aggressive, lose my mind, lose control, blackout. And it's very scary. Mm. You know, you got to be present. You got to, I hate not being able to control this. Yeah. Um, and I've worked too hard to get to where I am to piss it up the wall because yep. I'm out in the street fighting someone yep. or I'm doing this or doing that, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so for me, like, you know, I've done AA meetings, I've, um, I've, 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 I've invested in mentors, you know, I've really 
done a lot of, I guess, self-development and really looked at myself and yeah. go, okay, where am I going wrong and why am I going wrong, yeah. you know? Um, and it was good going to these AA meetings, you know? I went there and I was like, look, I'm not at that point. Yeah. You know, hearing these guys out and girls and their stories, it was fucked up. Mm. You know, some of these people, you know, I thought I had it bad. There's mm. always someone that's bigger, faster, stronger, worse off, blah, blah, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think what you said before, you know, you might have that sunshine and rainbows and you might have that fucking, you were smacked in the nose every night, you yeah. know? It really, at the end of the day, um, we all go through shit. Yeah. And I guess instead of comparing each other, right? Just look in, yeah. you know, and if you turn up every day and you put in your 100% and you're willing to change, imagine every person doing that, right? Yeah. Instead of looking at this person and, oh, what's he up to? Yeah. Fuck that prick, whatever, yeah. you know, but if you're going on me and then you're doing that in yourself, then we're having these type of high-end conversations, yeah. you know, the place would be a you know obviously a better environment absolutely and i think that the whole the whole premise of all of that is it's okay to be vulnerable with your mates it's okay to be vulnerable with your with your partner with your kids and obviously you need to be able to navigate that accordingly to who the mate is mm -hmm. and especially with your kids because they are sponges but there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable with your mates and being able to say like, yeah, you know, like this, this happened to me or, you know, this is my current situation because that gives me an understanding of where you are. Yep. And then if I did the same thing to you, then you know where I am. And if they are a real friend, a real mate, somebody who actually gives a fuck about you mm -hmm. and wants to see your own personal growth, personal development, 100%. both mentally, physically, business, whatever it might be, then you begin to create more empathetic feelings yep. and thoughts towards other people you start to understand their story and where they go and where they've come from mm -hmm. and how they've gotten to where they are now yep. because a lot of the time it's very easy to look at the at the outside view of whether it's the the end of like this fucker's fucked or the opposite end of the very successful business people who it seems like everything just it's works perfect. out yeah. so well everything for them touch turns to gold you, you know? know like all of those things and we don't know the story. No. You don't know. So how can you judge the fucking old saying? How can you judge a book, book by, by its cover, cover when you don't know what the chapters were? 100%. You know, and you've gone through a lot of things in life. I've gone through a lot of things in life. And when you can sit down, you can have those conversations. And vulnerability doesn't need to be crying on the shoulder of your mate. And sometimes it does need to be that too mm -hmm. because there's nothing wrong with that. No. But sometimes it's just sharing your stories about where you've been, what you've done, how you've overcome those mm -hmm. hardships. Mm -hmm but also how maybe you're not quite doing that yet. Yeah. And maybe you've been through something very similar to what I had and mm -hmm. you can share your experience and you can share how you were able to get out of it. Yeah. And then before you know it, now you've built each other's toolbox full of different things that they didn't know, yeah. Yeah. equipped them with a way of being able to think about things different differently. Yeah. And then before you know it, everybody is lifted rather than just feeling like one person's climbing to the very top of the podium yeah. and everybody else is, is getting it? left yeah. behind. Yeah. And it's wild to think that we as a society and culturally, it's so frowned upon to, to be like that. It's definitely becoming more of a, uh, a shift in focus that like, let's think and care about people a little bit more, 100%. but there are still a lot of people who are just like, it is about me. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck about anybody else. Yeah. I guess with the, in the past, we had a lot of like a crab mentality. Mm. 
So have you heard about the crab trying to get out of the bucket? Explain. You, so essentially you've got like a, a family of crabs mm-hmm. or a group of crabs and you've got that one person that's trying to get change, trying mm-hmm. to get out of it, right? And they're climbing out of the bucket. But what tends to happen is the other crabs pull you back down, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think that's what's happened, you know, in the past. It's all about me. If he's successful, let's drag him down. Let's mm. give him shit, yeah. you know? And a good saying is a lot of people get behind you when you are building yourself up because they look at themselves and they're like, fuck yeah, it motivates you. Yeah. You know, when I see Paz starting his own podcast thing, that motivates me. Mm. So it's a mate that I've known from years back. And to see that progression, getting himself out there, you know, it's hard. Yeah. It's, you've got fear. You've got yeah. a lot of stress. You've got everything, you yeah. know. Um, and you've got to be consistent with mm. it, you know. And I think the shifts definitely change because the way I like to do business is there's enough pudding in the pie mm. for everyone to get a, a yeah. lick. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can make money. You can make money. They can make money. We're all happy. Let's do it together. Yeah. Instead of me versing against you or bagging you out or talking shit about you or whatever. Trying to be the snake in the grass. Just your yeah. fucking name. Yep. And then look at me. I'm the king. That's mm. like, look, you're an idiot. You're putting him down. Yeah. You should be trying to bring him up. Yeah. Right? Um, I think networking and people working together is the new way of doing business. Yeah. You know, and I think what we're doing at the agency there a lot differently to a lot of other agencies is working with financial planners, accountants, brokers, property managers, all walks of life, you know, um, and incentivizing them. Mm. You know, same with my staff. I need to incentivize them. Yeah. We all like money. Yeah. The world's run by it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But how am I to expect you to do something or I'm, or me to get something out of you and you get kicked to the curb and you're yeah. the one kind of doing all the work or do you referring me to the business or whatever it may be? Yeah. This episode of the podcast is proudly brought to you by PowerSup Strathpine, Strathpine's best supplement store. Biggest brands, cheapest prices, all available in one location. You can go in-store and use my discount code PAZ10 for a 10% discount. All of your supplement needs, all in one place, Power Subs Strathpine. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by TACPAC Australia. TACPAC is on a mission to help parents take on the monumental task that is parenting through a range of practical A to Z functional products, but their use doesn't stop there. The features of this gear is set to keep everything and everyone organized and ready to go for anything that life throws at you. So if you're anything like me and you don't have kids, what on earth am I going to use a parenting bag for? Well, their multi-use, multi-functional bags, gear, everything can be used for just that, whatever you need it to do. I use mine personally as a gym bag. You can use it for the same. You can use it for whatever you want. The possibilities are endless. You can go over to their website, tacpack.com.au, and use my discount code PAZ23 for a 15% off store-wide discount. tacpack.com.au. You know, so I think incentivizing your staff and incentivizing people to work as a collective, A, you're going to get a lot more done, you know. And I say this to my staff and I say this to my clients all the time, though, I can I can get wealthy off your one deal and make 50 to 100 grand off you, mm. but are you going to come back to me again? Yeah. That's a hundred grand I made commission where you've just got a thirty year loan. Yeah. You're gonna be paying off that hundred grand for thirty years. Mm. And I just made a hundred grand off you. Yeah. How am I supposed to sleep at night? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's not about that. I tell clients, I'm not gonna get rich off you on that one deal. I'm gonna mm. get rich off you because you're gonna buy ten of them. Mm. 
right? We're going to help you build a portfolio. We're going to help you grow. Mm. Hey, you got a good accountant? No, I don't. Okay, cool. Speak to the accountant, mm. right? It's his job to get back as much tax as possible. Do all the depreciation, right? Have you spoken to a financial planner? No, I haven't. Have you got super? Yeah, I do. Speak to the financial planner, right? Go to the broker. Don't go to the major banks. Go to the broker, right? A broker's got a 42 panels of banks, right? So every person's circumstances are different. My circumstances are different to yours because I'm a father. Yeah. You know, you're not. So the bank, certain banks are going to look at you and go tick, 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 tick. Mm. Some banks look at me, fuck no, too much risk. Yeah. Right? Um, having, and you know, I'm, obviously I'm just talking about one industry, yep. but working as a collective for the end result is going to go far further than just having that crab mentality and pulling, pulling, pulling people down, mm. right? Smearing people's names and trying to make you know, as much money off my one client. Mm. Well, at the end of the day, most most people, and it's not obviously true for everyone, most people don't really give a fuck about what you know. They give a fuck about how you make them feel. Yep. About what it is that when they have turned up and they know what they're, they're strapping in for when they come and they see you, they know that it's going to potentially lead down to closing a deal and that's going to mean A, B and C. Mm-hmm. But how have you made them feel when they're sitting down? And it comes back to what you were saying before. You know, making sure that you look good, making sure that you look them in the eye, you shake their hand, you care about who they are to a degree. You don't need yeah. to necessarily know their whole family history. Maybe you want to. Yeah. That stuff is what the repeat customer, the repeat listener of my podcast, mm-hmm. whatever it is, that's what keeps people coming, coming back. back yeah. Is It's the way that you have made them feel that they have been able to connect with you because you have given the time, the effort to want to connect with them. Correct. And that's, like you said, it's more than just one industry. It's people. It's people People, skills. People need to connect with people. We are a tribal group Mm -hmm. of beings. 100%. We are born from the dawn of times of needing each other because, you know, I might have been a fantastic hunter and you were a fantastic builder. I can't build the hut, but I can live in it and you can't catch the food, but I can make it for you. Spot on. You know, so... That and it doesn't We're get experts in our own field, right? 100%. And it, it's not lost, it's suppressed, yeah. At the moment, it is that mentality of climb the ladder and it doesn't matter how the fuck you get there. Don't matter tell how many people, tell step lies, on step on people's that. faces, step on people's dreams. Don't help someone because you're worried mm-hmm. that they're doing something very similar to you, mm-hmm. so you don't want them to potentially tarnish what you're doing because you want the success first and then you'll help them. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, people want to be able to build together and help each other. And that's what we need to, to come back to. Yep. Society-wise, we need to be able to be okay with asking for help, mm-hmm. gaining advice, gaining knowledge from other people because then you are able to pass that on to the next person Correct. the same way that you do that for your kids. Yep. You know, so that's, and it's an amazing feeling, feeling yeah. that you will have because you'll go, well, what am I doing? Am I just a very successful businessman? Am I a very successful whatever it is? But am I a successful human being mm. in the way that I treat others 100%. and how they feel? Because the legacy that is left behind is not what's in the bank. No. It's how you left people's Correct. cups full. full. And that's an unreal feeling to have that if 100%. you get to be that for somebody else. Yeah. And and you just it's a it's that one percenters. It's that working on it. Because maybe you are really bad at talking to people. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't find it very easy to connect with other people in whatever re- for whatever reasons. 
work on it. Yeah. You exactly. know, work on it. It's that constant work. Yeah. And you can't just let it die. Yeah. Otherwise, you just got to restart again. 100%. You know? Well, look, like I, even me looking back at playing footy, hmm. right? And I always played representative, played the A team, right? I stopped playing footy when I was about 18, 19. Yeah. All the, all the kids that were in Bs and Cs and reserves and wouldn't, couldn't get a run, they all played A's. Hmm. Because all our good players quit. Hmm. And it just goes to show those blokes that didn't give up and were consistent and keep turning up and keep turning up ended up being the captain, ended up playing representative, ended up making it. They're the dudes we watch on TV now. They're the ones on there while we're sitting here have a stubby in our hand. Yeah. Go and I could have been. I could have been. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And it's so funny because we know so many of the same people that we could literally sit there and go, I could have done that. That, that yeah. could have made me. God's sons. <laughs> yeah. Give up, all right. <laughs> oh, and it's, but it's also special to watch your mates continue to progress. Oh, and it's awesome to see. I love, I love hearing, you know, my mates, like one of my good friends, he's bought a Lamborghini. Yeah. You know, and I don't get it when people get angry or upset about it. Mm. You know, for me, it's like, fuck yeah, good yeah. on you. I knew where you started. I know fucking how hard it is to get there because I'm also on, on the journey, path, yeah. You know, um, I'm always up for the wins, yeah. You know, and I think people, you know, and you end up talking with the same people, you know, people obviously that are self employed business owners, you speak to them, they will bring you up mm. because they've, they're on, they've been on that other side of the table before. They know yeah. how hard it is, yeah. You know, and I think on the lesson side of things and passing your lessons to other people and adding value to people, that's why I went to a mentor, mm. that's why I spent the money. You know, because I can keep being on this path and keep making mistakes, right? Which is fine, but it's going to take a fuckload longer, mm. right? Or I can go to someone that's an expert in that field, being how to how to treat another person, treat a woman, how to do business, whatever it may be, right? But go to that person and go, well, mate, this is what I did wrong. Mm. These are all my lessons. Yeah. Talking to them, hey, I do about this, I hate this, or oh, change that to do this, do that, bum, bum, bum. I think that's probably one of the best things you could do in yourself is investing in somebody that's bigger, better, faster, stronger than you. Yeah. You know, sometimes it hurts the bank account, but you spending that on yourself with for more knowledge and adding more value, because then again, you can then pass the 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 um the baton to mm. the next person, yep. the next person, right? Um in real estate, you know, there's heaps of people that fucking snake, you know, come around try and steal a deal off mm. you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and for for us, it's like, well, let's collaborate. Let's work together. A good friend of mine, he's on the north side, Levi. Um, we caught up for lunch and look, obviously, you know, I've known him for a long time and he could have seen me as a, as a competitor, right? And he gave me one of the best information that allows me to get so much data from apartment buildings and other things that nobody's ever heard of. Now, he could have kept that as a secret. And from that knowledge that he's given to me, I've been able to make that many more listings and buildings. It's phenomenal, Mm. right? He's made me X, right? And he could have easily gone, fuck that. Because he, in his mind, he's like, why would I give that to Tom? Because Mm. he's going to steal my sales, Yeah, right? But that mentality of going, no, good man, I'll help you out. Try that, try that. You know, and I call him, I'm like, bro, it worked, mm. it worked, you know, and he's like, man, good on you, Yeah. you know, I'll take my hat off to people like that, Yeah. you know, because it's a lot easier to uh, keep to yourself and have all your aces up your sleeve and go, I'm going to make it, fuck mm. these pricks, you know, 
Um, but I think, you know, like you said, adding that value when it doesn't matter how much money you got in your bank account. Mm. It's not about the money. You're going to take it with you when you die. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Fucking the only person that wins is the taxation office. Yes. It's a government. Yeah. Right? So why not we help people progress in life? Yeah. You know, and my biggest thing about real estate, and it's why we work with all these other groups, is we like to educate people. Like I think in, in property as such, every person should have an investment property. Yeah. Right? Every person should look at getting property because it's the only asset that majority of you can leverage. It's one of the only assets that claims all your tax back. Right, and it's one of those assets where you don't have to even think about. It. Yeah, you can buy these things and let them sit there while you're still doing your Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's not all about becoming a billionaire and a multimillionaire. What I want to create for myself and all my mates and my family is financial freedom. Mm. You know, it's a Friday morning. Oi, do you want to do a podcast? Sweet, let's do it. Yeah, you know. I'm going to go pick up my daughter tonight and then I've got an event tonight. I've got swimming lessons. I've got this on. I'm allowed to do that. I'm able to do that because of the life and what I've been able to create, mm. you know, living life on my terms. Mm. Not because it comes back to, because it comes back to what you were saying before, which is what you've done is you may have spent the money to invest on somebody, but what you've done is invested in yourself. hundred percent. You know, and, and I think every person needs to do that, mm. you know, because it gives you that that little extra legger. Yeah. Learning these lessons at the age of 28 versus 38 mm. is astronomical. Mm. You can be so much further ahead. Mm. And then you'll be in a good, safe spot that allows you to go overseas whenever you want. Go see your parents. Go travel to Melbourne. Do this. Do that. You know, have these type of conversations. Yeah. You know, you help this poor bloke out, mm. poor woman out, whatever it may be that's yeah. less fortunate. Um, and because it... It is like, and it's, it's encouraging for like for myself to, because I've known you for, for quite a long time and I've known you when you were like, when you were party Tom, right? And you were still the same, the same person, but very different, if that Mm. makes sense. You know, like you were still the larrikin and still such a good bloke to be around, but the and we were very much in the same crowds and did the same dumb shit and we're still you know like we were always on the drink always on whatever else that we could you know whatever you know and and that was normal for us and that was the way that it was it was if we weren't doing that on a saturday into the sunday what what were we doing yeah you know like it was there was something to celebrate why because it was saturday you know let's celebrate a saturday Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) you know and that was that was a massive period of our life that we went through where we were like you know call it what it was we were stuck there you know we were because it was it was fun for one sure you know like we had some great times we enjoyed it and you had your you know so many things going on in your life that you're like yep i don't care this is fine i'm making it in the way you know whatever it might have been and i was very much the same it was like who cares you know like i'm not living in a cardboard box on the street no but I can, I'm still having fun with my mates. Mm-hmm. I didn't, didn't really care too much about, you know, my own self-development too much. It was just... We're thinking about what, now. Mm. We weren't thinking into the future. Exactly. You know? you know? And you, we got stuck in that OODA loop of just, you know, kind of, oh, maybe I should start doing something a little bit better for myself. Nah, the weekend's here again. You know? And then... And then you've got half a week to recover. Yeah. And then you've fucking recovered by Tuesday. Mm. 
Thursday, you're getting that itch again. Yeah. Come Friday, it's fuck. Well, let's yep. go. Time let's to go. go. It's on. You know. Because and, then, and, and the responsibility Sunday is morning. Yeah. People going for the run. The birds are chirping. Everyone's looking at each other like two. You know, like four possums. You know, like <laughs> fucking weirdos. Yeah. And you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. These guys have got their shit together. Yeah. Gone for a run, and there's. You, you know, us fucking talking absolute smack about yeah, it. Yeah, waiting know? for the bottle to open oh, because yeah, we yeah, need a hair again. of the dog to go yeah, again. Yeah. And you look back on it now, do I regret it? No, because it moulded me into the person that I am now. You well, know? I guess you've gone through that, Paz. Mm. It allows you then to then talk to people about it. Yeah. Like, say, the young, the youth. And to, you can't tell them what to do. Yeah. Right, but all you can do is give them advice and educate them and go, mm. look, imagine us leaving school and being what we are now mm. at 18. Yeah. And how much further we could have gone. Yeah. You fucking, if you knuckled down, you got your whole life to party and women and do all the bullshit if yeah. that's what you really want. Mm. Right? But instead, for majority of people, it's the stigma into high school. Mm. It's all getting on the piss. Yeah. And rolls into teenage uh sorry the end of teenage years early 20s right and like you said it's it's that environment and mm. that's what you did that's just what was normal yeah but what happens is that then people get like you said stuck in that same loop they look back and like fuck i've been out of school for 12 years mm. what have i done yeah i've got nothing to show for it mm. i've got half a brain cell left <laughs> yeah you know yeah. like oh fuck it let's just get back on the piss again yeah. this weekend yeah exactly you know? and that and that's where a lot of people who just be kind of kind of become those just functioning people you know like just wake up do the do the work come home you know get on the beers whatever it is that it is that passes their time to wake up do it again Mm -hmm. and then they get to that 50 60 and they're you know just so grumpy body's fucked mind's fucked their character is not anything mm-hmm. like what it used to be and they've got no relationships left in their life, whether that be with partners, kids, friends, whatever it is, because they did not want to grow yep. and they didn't want to change what they were doing because it's hard changing. You know, it's hard having to make those those sacrifices, I guess you could call it, to go, I need to change something mm-hmm. here. And I know like, for myself, and I know you asked me this um, in the email that I sent you, and like I guess for for me the turning point was when I came back from Canada. Right, I'd had a mad time in Canada, done exactly the same thing that I was doing here, yeah. but it was just cheaper over there, yeah, yeah, yeah. and had a great time, loved it, and wouldn't change it because I had such a great experience. But when I got back, it was, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. What's the plan here? Because I was sitting there going, well, I don't really want to go back and, you know, work in a trade again, you know, tools, you know, yeah. on the tools, don't want to do that, no. you know, so what, what do I want to do? And then I was looking at myself, I remember vividly looking at myself in the mirror and I was like kind of fat and just looked like shit. And I was like, just a prop. I know, just, yeah, just a prop. Just yeah, a prop, yeah, 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 yeah. Just solid. It was a hard <laughs> soft. You were like soft. a fridge, man. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Give yourself some credit. <laughs> you know, but like I looked at myself and I was like, I'm unhappy with how I look. Mm-hmm. I'm unhappy with the decision that I'm going to have to make because I felt like my options were so limited. limited. Yep. And so I went, I need to do something that is going to change the entire needle push of which way my life is 
working towards. And so that's when I went into, I went into full shutdown mode, bro. Like I went into, I'm going to have to, I've got to, I've got to bite the bullet and swallow the hard pill because that's going to mean that for a little while, I can't hang out with the same friends Mm -hmm. that I once did. And how did your friends take that? To be honest, mate, I don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't think I've Do you think sat you've lost, down. You've lost some friends when oh, you were look, in that I'd, transition. I'd say that I definitely probably have, maybe not necessarily lost friends because none of it was done out of spite. It wasn't done it like wasn't this malicious. is your fault that I am like this. It was mine. Mm-hmm. Nobody else forced me to drink Bundy rums and get in punch-ons every weekend. Mm-hmm. Nobody forced me to do that. So it wasn't their fault. I knew and I owned 100% that it was me, but I knew that because I had a rubber arm mm-hmm. that I would be so easily twisted to get back into Super the same easy. thing again. Same, yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, look, I'd say that the, the relationship just dwindled, I would say. Mm-hmm. Not so much came to an abrupt end, yep. but instead came to a, a natural close. Yep. And even still, like if I catch up with them or run into them there's no there's no ill feel there's no bad it's, you it's know, like, like catching up with a mate that you haven't seen for 20 years exactly right yesterday. you know yeah and so i had to make those hard decisions and i think that because i didn't i didn't tell anybody the reasoning why and that was and it was all to do with um i made the decision i'm like i'm going to join join the military and mm-hmm. i'm going to get into to doing that and i remember i had the the hard talk with a doctor um when i was going through all of that enlistment process and things like that. And I'd already started to work on my fitness a little bit. I think I'd lost like nine kilos or something. So I was up around like the 112, 113 mark or something. So what, what, what was your biggest? Biggest 124. Fuck. That was the heaviest I ever got. How tall are you? Six foot. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's heavy. Heavy for a six foot boy. You know, and it was because I, that was just like, look, your BMI is fucked. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, mate, come on. They tell me the things I already know. You know, my knees already hurt, mate. So they were like, in order for you to be, to join, you need to lose another, you need to get down below 110 kilos. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. And I don't do anything in halves. I was like, all right, head down, ass up, let's Mm go. And so that's when I made those kind of like a, just a hard shutdown on everything of my other surroundings. Mm-hmm. And so then I went into full eat clean mode, exercise mode. I quit smoking. I quit drinking. Yeah. Um, I did all of the things that I, I knew that were a hindrance yeah. to me. Yep. Yep. And I think that that was hard for people around me to understand because I just disappeared. Like mm-hmm. it was just like a blink of an eye and Paz was gone. There you go. Yep. And, um, and then... I had to go to um, down towards the training establishment to do all of my military training. And I was probably sat around 100 kilos then by the time I was in and doing all of that. And then it was just drive and desire, 1% every day. And then 100% of different effort that I hadn't done previously, Mm -hmm. change my mindset, discipline myself. So I absorbed everything military mm-hmm. and I militarized everything that I did to now, um, you know, years on everything I do is very purposeful. Yep. Everything I do has a reason, everything that I you have a why exactly right. And I stay disciplined with myself to make sure that I do not fall back into the way that I, yep. that I used to be. And that doesn't mean that I don't 
enjoy myself from time to time. But I was very much like you that when I was on the piss, you're on the piss. I was on the piss, but I was also a danger to myself and everybody else yeah, around me. Bro. You know, like it was well, unstable, bro. A hundred percent. And I think too, we're the type of mindset um, go big or go home. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's positive and negative. Yeah. Podcasts. Training. You went mm. from 130, 120 kilos all the way down to what are you now? 90? Yeah, about 90, 80, 87 now. 87. Yeah, Jesus bro. Christ. Yeah. Where are you? Fading, mate. I know, mate. <laughs> Take my shirt off, mate, and you can wash your clothes on my abs. Yeah, though, look now, at that. Before you would have lost like them in the rolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does the missus prefer? The rolls well, she, or the. Actually, this is a funny thing. Emily has never, she never knew me as, oh, as the as old Paz. Paz. Yeah. yeah, right. So that's like, that is also another funny thing where people talk to her about how I used, used to, be to be on the piss, on the drugs, whatever it might have been. And she goes, I can't, I, I can't, I can't even can't imagine that it. because that's right. so far from what he, what he is now, what he was, you yeah. know? So, uh, which I, love that I did that for myself. 100%. You know, because that well, you line, look better. Mm. You you know, you you you're more positive, you're lighter, you know. Um it was like when I did what did I get up to? I think I got up to about 115, yep. my biggest, and mm. then I competed around about 87. Tush. And that was big. Mm. You know, like that was a big transition. Yeah. And my mindset back then was just on the fucking ball. Yeah. Look, don't get me wrong, I had not a cent to my name because yeah. everything went to fucking chicken breasts and protein shakes. Yeah. But Jesus, I looked good. Yeah. I felt good. Yeah. You know, I was, I could, I felt like I was a king, you know. Mm. Um, I guess, you know, you, the good thing about the training and being consistent and going through that is you know what can happen to get back there. Yeah. And also you've learned how to kind of ha- keep those habits and be consistent, mm-hmm. you know. It's all well and good being motivated. Yeah. But that only will get you so far. Yeah. It's that discipline of, again, and these poor people listening to this, that 1%, and that's what it is. It's 1% every fucking day. 100%. Right? It's yep. That's just that little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit. Like I said, you still got to live. You still got to enjoy life. But, um, you know, I think it's it's time to fill your cup mm. to then onflow it to other cups. Yeah. Right? Because if you can't fill your cup and you're this big slob and depression comes in. Yeah. Because people don't realize... And some of it's common sense. Whatever you put in your gob, you're going to feel. Yeah. If you're drinking piss every day, you're taking MDMA, you're flying up here. Mm. What do you think it's going to do afterwards? Bang. Polar opposite. Yeah. What goes up comes down, Mm -hmm. you know? And then we talk about depression, suicide. Well, how often was the guy on drugs? How Mm. often was he on the piss? Mm. You know, no wonder suicide's such at a high rate. Yep. Because every weekend you're off your fucking trolley mm. and your chemicals in your brain are doing these. Yeah. To have no left Just right, redlining down, every right. weekend, eh? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, it's awesome to see and, and your progression has, you know, over the years, mate. You know, yeah. and I think it's allowed you to be in the position you are in today. And I think a lot of people can get a lot from, from what you're talking and, and having these open conversations mm. from all walks of life. Yeah. You know? Um, I guess too, man, what does keep you, what does get you out of bed? Like what keeps you going? Man, I think that, that question and answer has changed over probably the last kind of four or five years for me. A lot of it was at the beginning, 
was the the weight loss that was that was my get up and go right mm-hmm. so then when i achieved that goal it was set a bigger goal mm-hmm. okay what do i want to do next and that was to you know continue to be the best soldier that i could be yep. and so i did that and i won a couple of awards awards within um the defense force and yes I remember. um you know so that was that was very special for me to achieve yes, that yep. and you know i won those awards back to back and you know that was it was kind of one of those like I felt the the feathers puff up and be like okay I'm I'm good at this I've got some success here and I'm feeling good about myself and so I continued down that and then every day it was wake up how can I be the best leader that mm-hmm. I can be and especially being um, older as well like a lot of the dudes that were uh, within my section or platoon or whatever it might be um, they were most of them were all younger than I was yep. and so I felt and they used to call me Papa Paz because I was just this fucking old cunt that I had all of this wealth of um, knowledge. knowledge of just worldly things and life experience. Yep. And yep. and that's huge. Within, Especially in that type of industry. Yeah, where a lot you of know, these days are just, death. yeah, 100%. And, you know, being able to not be afraid in, you know, the face of conflict kind of thing because... Mate, like how many times you've been on the piss and stuff like that and you get into a fight and you get a it's fight or flight and yeah. well, not you're just on the piss. Yeah, oh yeah, just exactly right. Just, gen- just punching you know, on, just, you know. Let's go. And because that was so hardwired into my system that if it was fight or flight, well I'm planting my I'm feet and I'm bang. you know, let, let, we're banging on, brother. And so that was ingrained into me so I could take that into now a very aggressive, violent job role. But that also had to sit on ice and you had to be a leader. You had to, exactly right. And I had to learn to control all of my emotion. And you have to learn how to deal with that adversity that comes your way very, very quickly and adapt and overcome it. So that was my wake up and keep going. When I went through the beginning of this year, when I had the accident at work, when I lost my eyesight, I didn't have one anymore i had no reason to wake up anymore and i sunk into the depression hole and i sunk into the wake up and feel shit about myself because i felt like everything that i had gone through to get to to this point Mm -hmm. and it had been the slow burn Mm -hmm. it had been the one percent every day consistency discipline everything gone that's how it felt to me overnight and I struggled with that and I struggled to find a why again Mm -hmm. and I struggled to find anything that was going to make me feel like I needed to get better at something because my world had been flipped upside down. That took me months to get through that. And And how did you get through that? I I had to admit, I guess... Not admit defeat, but I had to accept, accept what had happened, accept that I may not understand the why it happened, but I have to accept what can I do now. Mm-hmm. And so that eventually, and I did that by investing in myself, by going and seeing psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists, everything like that. And it helped seeing that, speaking to those people? To begin with, no. And that's what I think a lot of people that are listening will expect is that you talk to these people and they're just like a fucking genie that they go, your wishes are my command, you'll feel better now. No, it didn't happen like that. What 
how it helped was that I kept turning up yeah. and I kept going. Talking about it And too. I kept talking, exactly. I allowed myself to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I allowed myself to feel everything that I was going through mm-hmm. and that that was okay because it was a traumatic thing that happened. Yep. You have to accept that, feel it, sit in it, and then find the next move. Find it, yeah. Like and I said to you at the beginning, mm. like sometimes life will just dealt out cards. Mm. Now, if you're rigid and you stay and it's been shifted, you'll get left behind. 100% you And will. you'll get, you'll have to deal with the demons that you were dealing with. Yep. And you could have easily stayed in that spot. Yeah. Like a lot of people do, mm-hmm. you know. But by you standing back up, shifting, you know, like the saying goes, can't cry over spilt milk. Yep. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck up and find and go again. Yep. You know, because as soon as you stay put, victimize yourself, why me? Why did this happen? I've worked my ass off for the last few years to then it all disappear. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a lot of lot of self-doubt, a lot of pressure in yourself. Yeah. Right? And to get yourself out of that, you know, take my hat off to you, man. You know, it's it's hard. Um, it's a little bit different to you, but it's like me losing everything during COVID. Yeah. I got to that point and I'm sitting back going, how good's this? Yep. It's only onwards and upwards from mm-hmm. here. But then it's something that was completely out of my control. Yeah. Different story. When you're self-employed, you fuck up, you put your hand up and go, yeah, I fucked up. Yeah. I'll put my hand up. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. Let's go again. Yeah. Let's do this differently. Right. Mm-hmm. But when life throws a curveball, which we've both seen yeah. in different circumstances, man, pick yourself back up, dust off the dirt and go again, Yeah, you know, and look how far you've come. Absolutely. And, and the same is said for you, bro, you know, like not just with the everything that happened back with the, the pandemic stuff, but before that, look at where you've come from mm. with your with your childhood to your teenagers, teenage years, adolescence, and now to where you are, you need to give yourself credit for what you've achieved. Yeah. And people don't do that. Yes. You know, they don't. Yeah. It, it's like because it's, again, it's one of those things, be successful, don't talk about your success. Mm-hmm. Don't be up yourself, you know, but also share your knowledge. And you go, well, how the how fuck how am I supposed I to, how am I yeah, supposed yeah, to navigate yeah, this? yeah, yeah. Be proud of everything that you've done. Be also very aware of all the things that you fucked up to. Be very aware of the the shortcomings that you've made in jobs, relationships, friendships, whatever it might be. Learn from them, readjust, pick yourself up, get up, go again. And I have to do that sometimes on days and it's a lot harder than others Mm -hmm. because especially with myself because I dived in deep to a depressive state um, and then that created major depression, major anxiety, PTSD uh, and so many other um, different mental health challenges and I battle with those every single day mm-hmm. and I was very lucky that and it doesn't work for everybody and this is not medical advice but the psychiatrist that I went and saw did not recommend me to medication Instead, he hit me with a very hard truth, which was, I can give you medication and it will numb what's going no, on. Yeah. But when you get off a that, on. putting a Band-Aid on a bullet hole, he said, as right. soon as you get off this, 
everything will come back. Do you know how you need to get over it? Do you know how you need to get past it? You need to look it in the eyes mm -hmm. and go, this is real and knock that motherfucker. Well, it's like people with, say, when they get the operation on like liposuction yep. or the, um, the band around the, the stomach, yep. you're, not, you're not fixing your habits, mm -hmm. right? As soon as, as soon as you finish that operation and stuff, you're gonna, I put my balls in, you'll be rebounding in 12 months' time. Yep. Because you haven't found the problem of the root. Yep. The problem of the root is every time you have a fight or whatever, you eat a tub of ice cream. Yep. Or whenever it's at night time, you pig out or you don't exercise or whatever it may be, mm -hmm. right? And I think everybody in this world always want a quick fix. Yep. You know, take that magic pill. You know, and that, and that comes from programming. That comes from a lot of the bullshit that we see in the media and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, take this magic pill. Take Instant this, gratification, take, take, hey, huge. You know? Yep. But again, it's just putting a Band-Aid on. Yep. As soon as you come off it, mm -hmm. you're back to reality, yep. you know. So it's like you've got to have those hard questions, have those hard, I guess, questions to yourself mm -hmm. and, and figure out, okay, well, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why do I keep going back to the same place that I'm trying so hard to, to get away from? Yeah. Um, and taking a magic pill or taking, um, you know, getting that liposuction or whatever you're getting done, you've got to have that hard conversation with yourself and go, look, it's the habits that you're doing every day. Mm -hmm. Like I said, those daily habits, 1%, again. Yeah. You know, what are you doing in your general life that's making you feel like shit and look like shit? Yep. And how can you change it? Mm -hmm. Because taking a rubber, a, a, a pill or, you know, whatever is just a temporary thing. Yeah. You know, they want that, mm. obviously. Yeah. Because you're going to be on their pills for the rest of their life. A hundred percent. You know, yep. they don't make money when we're healthy. No. You know, they make money because you're dependent on this. Mm -hmm. And then it ends up, and it becomes a can of worms because you're taking this to And then you good, need that to offset this. offset this type of side yep. effect. Before you know it, you're on fucking five different tablets. Mm -hmm. And you don't even know which way is what, and you don't know what day it is. Mm. And you, you know, know what the, the one pill that nobody wants to swallow is the hard pill of having to deal truth. with it. Truth. And truth. And that truth being within yourself, why am I like this? Mm -hmm. Why do I keep falling back into this same old habit? Why do I keep on open up the fridge in the middle of the night? There's a light on in the fridge. It means that it was meant to be open at night time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There are so many things that people are so quick to just put the Band-Aid over the top of because it makes it feel better for now. It's temporary. 100%. And it comes all the way back to what we were talking right at the start is that that childhood generational trauma mm -hmm. that is brought up because it doesn't necessarily have to be something horrendous that happened to you, but it is something that you have adapted to your own every day that now that is who you are. Yeah. And people don't want to admit that they yeah. have faults in their systems, that there's things that they can get better at. Because normally if you say, well, how are we going to fix that? They just go, oh, don't tell me how to, don't tell me how to live my who, life. Who mate. are you? Who are you? To? And, who are you? and that's why like with this platform and being able to speak to however many people it is that tune in and listen to it, is that you and I have a right to be able to talk about these things because you've lived it, because I've lived it, mm -hmm. because they've lived it. You have every right to share your experience, share how you got through it. Does that mean that it's going to be the one-stop shop for everybody's problem? For Absolutely right. not. 
but it might help. Correct. You know, that's and, why you have these difficult conversations yeah, and want to absolutely. have these open conversations, yep. you know, and break that stigma. Mm. And it's okay not to be okay. Yep. You know, and it's okay to feel sad. And it's okay. Feel those emotions, take it on board and then overcome them. Yep. You know, if that's by training, if that's by speaking to somebody, you know, hugging a fucking tree, mm. taking a dog for a walk, yep. whatever it may be, have your thing that brings you back down to earth, mm. you know, and goes, hey, it's actually not that bad. Yeah. And I think a lot of the people do forget as well is be grateful. Yeah. Be grateful to having this conversation, us just simply communicating, mm. us having the technology to film it so we can put it out to the world and I don't give a fuck if one person's listened to it and someone gets, takes, you know, one thing out of it. Yeah. We've done our job. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it stents and it rolls onto that mm -hmm. bigger and better. Um, look at the weather that we're in. Mm. 24 degrees, blue skies every day. How the fuck can you be depressed in an area yeah, like this? Yeah, 100%. You know? Yeah. When there's all this shit going on in the world, don't be wrong, half it's propaganda, half it's all fear-mongering. Um, but look, mate, we can, you could work as an Uber driver and be on a hundred grand a year. Mm. You know, you can, you can, if you're willing to do stuff that people aren't willing to do, you can make good money in this country. Yeah. That's why we see so many people migrating to this country, mm. you know, because they're a doctor or an engineer in their home country and they're coming in and cleaning toilets, mm. but they're getting enough money to live here, study and send money back to their home country and helping out their family, mm. right? These international people, and I, I, my partner's Colombian, right? And I've seen her, how hard she needs to work, right? And I take my hat off her every day of the week. Yeah. Because, man, that's fucking, that's hard. Mm -hmm. You know, learning a new, let alone cultural difference, but language, mm. learning a whole completely different language. Especially Australian too, because that's not even a language. Dude, that's language <laughs> terrible. It's, it's so good. Shocking, hate. It's so bad. So bad. Like, I don't even say hello anymore. I just say, hey, gone. Yeah. And I was like, are you saying hello to me? And he asked yeah. me. And then they're like, you're like, you're walking past something. Like, hey, gone. Yeah. And they look at you like, good. And yeah. they like, keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm just saying hello. Yeah, yeah. I'm, just I'm exactly the same, mate. <laughs> well, like, it's it's funny because, like, I would say that it's not, not so much um, said too much. Every time that I say hello to somebody, I just say g'day. Yeah. G'day, how are you? And then people look at you like, how's this fucking yobbo? Like, Did come, he, was that, what was that? What, what, what language saying? was that? Yeah. Yeah. Did you just blur all of those <laughs> words? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it though. So, but it goes to show like, you know, um, I think that's, I'm not going to say that's a problem that we've got in Australia. Oh yeah, yes, no. But I think it's like, look, fucking look, travel, mm. get out. Like we said before, when we're talking to your pun, it's like, get out of your comfort zone, yep. get out of your hometown live see yeah go to europe mm. go to africa yeah you know go to fuck wherever mm. see how these people live yeah see how the smile from ear to ear and they're fucking sitting on the street yeah you know and they're just happy that they've got food and shelter and the kids are playing in the playground yeah on the in the footy pitch or mm. on the road or whatever mm. right but here we are we're so dumb for oh poor me mm. Oh, I don't get the new mobile. Yeah. Or I can't get the new car that I want. You know, it's consumer, 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 consumer. Yeah. And people don't realize that once you start making money, your expenses go up. Mm. Everything goes up. Back in the day, you were happy with a brand new Mazda 3. Yeah. 
right? It's a nice car. Sunroof, sports, you know? Yeah. But then, oh, our Mazda 6 back in yeah. the day. <laughs> <laughs> that made me think of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My purple Mazda no, 6. Those were the days. Yeah. Those were the days. <laughs> oh, dude. I thrashed that car. Oh, mate. Mine didn't have door handles by the end of it. <laughs> I ended up having the whole bonnet, all the front was all done. I just kept thrashing and claimed it and was just like, there you go, just write it off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See yeah. you later. Mine got taken too, so uh, Matty Lita backed into my yeah, car, nice. smashed yeah, the whole back, like light, everything like that. And I was like, I'll get it fixed. So I coloured in the light red with a <laughs> Nico and then taped over it with clear sticky tape. Sweet. And that's exactly how it stayed for probably another two years after that. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get pulled over for it Man, somehow. How good's but, that? And then, yeah, to the records. Yeah. Keep going. Keep Sorry, what we were saying. Look, I think when you when you start making money and stuff like that, it's fantastic, right? Yep. But the problem is with a lot of, I guess I'm not going to say straight, Western world is yep. you want this car. Then you'll see a fucking Mercedes go past. I want that now, mm. right? Oh, and okay. then you'll see a, a Ferrari or Lamborghini or a G-Wagon or a Land Cruiser go past. Now I want that car. Mm. I want that car. Yeah. It's, you're never going to be happy. Yeah. You've got to be happy within yourself. Mm. Materialistic things aren't going to make you happy. Yeah. But the problem with what we're finding here, and I think in Australia, is they're over-leveraging. They're buying brand new shit. They're buying shit that they don't need. Mm. And with systems like PayPal and um, Zip Pay, Zip Pay, and all like the bullshit, you mm. know. And I'm seeing it all the time, seeing the mates, and you know their credit rating is disgusting. Mm. And it's like, how the fuck is your credit rating so bad in your mid twenties? Mm. You haven't been like on this planet long enough to have a bad credit. Yeah, you know. Um, and I think, you know, people need to realize that it's just like, man, you'll always want the next thing. Yeah. So be complacent, be present and just enjoy the process. Yeah. And I think two people, like we said, it's that magic pill. They mm. want everything yesterday. Yeah. But they also want to get to that destination. Mm. But what happens, and I've spoken to many people about this that have made it. Once they hit that destination, they fall off the bandwagon. Yeah. Right. It was that journey, that process that got them there, the yep. lessons, the people that they met, mm -hmm. you know, that's what gets them out of bed mm. and that's what keeps them motivated, mm. right? But once you get to that point, fuck, you better think of another goal or something else because you'll go back to what you were previously, mm. you know? Well, it's like the, um, I don't know if there's, there's probably a million studies done by it, but I haven't done any research into it. But just from the, the stories that I've heard is you always hear of like those old fellas who work right up until they, you know, are beyond the retirement age and they go, no, no, like, you know, I'm just going to keep on working. I love what I'm doing, whatever. And then as soon as they retire, done. Finish, mate. They just go downhill, they plummet because... And that's also to do with obviously the age, yes, but it's because it's a clear factor of you always need something we to need, point yourself towards. Yeah. You need a goal. You need an you end need state. A hundred percent. You need, you need a why. Correct. Every single time. You know. Everything that you do, even if it's something that you know you can achieve by the end of the week, mm -hmm. that's your why for that week. Mm -hmm. Then do it. Then change it slightly or yep. change it dramatically. Yep. You know, but then pick a new why, pick a new goal, climb that, do that, then move on to the next one, find something else that you like and then master that skill and then learn a new skill that's going to complement that, that skill, skill. Yeah. you know, and then before Always you know learning. it, one, if, 
if you stop learning, you die. Yeah, you yeah know? spot on, man. Spot you know, on. like mentally, if you are not challenging yourself, physically, if you're not challenging yourself, you become complacent mm-hmm. and you get, get stuck, stuck in, in the rut. rut. Yeah. And then before you know it, you're moving backwards faster than you were moving mm-hmm. forward right. because the backwards slide is so much easier than the, yeah. the hard push sometimes forward. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's fucking easy. Sometimes moving forward, you're just like, this is great. I'm learning all of these skills. But the reason why it's easy is because you're loving the journey. You're accepting the grind. You're accepting the slow burn instead of the instant gratification. And so you become more driven Mm -hmm. to continue to chase that goal. And so many people don't want to do it. And when you find your why, you're unstoppable. Yeah, let's just turn it up. Yeah. Let's go, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that's, I take my hat off to people that are at that age where they've made it and they want to continue work. Yeah. It's not because they're a workaholic, but A, they enjoy it. But two, it gets them out of the house. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I got my Uber driver, the guy's retired. Mm. And like a lot of the Uber drivers, they're like retired, yeah. you know, and, it, and it's fantastic. I think it's, they're not doing it for the money. Mm. They're doing it just to have a chat with some. Yeah. Social interaction, all of that stuff. Yeah. You know? Because, like you said, and it's even happening to my old man, you know, and I, I'm trying to get into his ear, but you know what your parents are like, stubborn as fuck. But or you, you can always, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but can you make him drink it? You know, they're all saying. And, you know, what I love for my father, he's semi-retired, but he needs something. He needs that purpose because yep. what we'll do is drink himself to fucking death. Yep. You know, he's paid out his house. He's got the toy. He's got a nice home. He's, he's complacent. Mm. Okay, so, but what's going to get you out of bed again? Yeah. You know, and seeing these older generation that have made it, but are still willing to work three, four days a week or twice a week or whatever to get out of the house is fantastic. Yeah. And you'll see that they'll live fucking and 20 years, a couple of decades more than somebody that's retired and just goes yep. down there. Mm. It's the same as when you're at that age when you get put into a retirement village. Yeah. You know? They could be boom up here and then they have a fall and, you know, they go backwards maybe 15%, but they get the doctors like, nah, they, they need help 24 hours or whatever it may be. Game over. Mm. Once you're in those places, feed you with drugs, you know, you're not moving, mobility, there's no fresh air, everyone around you's sick. Mm. What's that going to do? Yeah. You know, it's like the saying again, when you hang out with drug dealers, you'll become a drug dealer. Mm. Yep. You hang out with multimillionaires, you will become a multimillionaire. Yeah. Right? You hang out with sick people, you will become sick. Yeah. You know? So whatever environment that you're in and, you know, that you're dominantly in is what you're going to essentially become. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. And it's so it's so important to always be looking at your surroundings and be willing to change. And it doesn't mean that you have to just be like you know, cut them off and just be like, nah, you don't serve me anymore. Like, fuck off. You're no good to me anymore. But maybe you you do that slow kind of fade away a yeah. little bit. Well, people are going to come and go in your life, yeah. you know. If you don't get rid of the right wrong friends, you'll never meet the right friends. Mm. You know what I mean? And sometimes people you do need a cull. Mm. You could educate, you could try and help as much as you can. But some people, like I said, you can lead them to water, but will they make them drink it? You know, and and that's very true. Yeah. And you'll end up spending a lot of energy and a lot of time trying to shift someone, and it's like talking to a, a brick wall. Yeah. They got to do it on their own accord. Yeah. And they nine times I'm going to say nine times out of ten, but seven times out of ten might not be this year, next year, the year after, but you might get that phone call. Fuck, you were right for ten years ago. Yeah. I wish I listened to you. Mm. 
you know, but you can't force them. Yeah. All we can do is have these open conversations and go, look, this is what I've done. Yeah. Give it a crack. And and I think also one of the very one of the very kind of special feelings that you have is that unknown mm. of that conversation that I just had with, you know, Tom and Jerry down the road. Is that going to make an impact with them? Because maybe you never see them again. Maybe they were just somebody that you met as a business deal or just somebody in the street or at the gym or wherever it might mm-hmm. be. And you have that conversation about whatever and you are open and honest about whatever topic it is and you have a, a chance to impact that person's life and never know about it. Yep. But they talk about it in their own life and then they take that lesson that they learned from you 100%. and then they pass it to the next person. It comes full circle to what we were talking about before with what you want for Sophia and your future kids is to pass that baton along. Yeah. Is to pass the pass the flame so that they can pass it to the next generation, yeah. the next generation. Well, there's, so that, there's no rule book. Yeah. As any parent, mm. you know, as much as people try and prepare for it, yeah, once it's there, you have no fucking idea. Mm. And every person's got to say. Yeah. Every person's like, no, nah, you're doing that wrong. Yeah. I'll let your kid cry. They need to cry. Oh, no, mm. you got to soothe your kid, mm. you know. All you got to do is just turn up every day like the same way you do your business, the same way you do with personal care. Mm. Turn up, be that role model, right? Speak to people that have done it, mm. you know? Um, and I guess with, with, the, with the kids is, you know, we've, from, from my upbringing, my parents were very strict, you know? And it was like this, no, no was no, you know? Um, you know, jump, say how high type of mm. thing. Yeah. Um, and it was like, well, why? Mm. could never give me the why it was yeah. just no why because i'm your parent mm. i say no mm. and so like, well, what what is that teaching me it's teaching yeah. me fucking nothing yeah you know either i obey you or i don't obey and i mm. disobey you and then it fucking creates some more problems yeah and so like, why didn't you listen to me the first one because i had no idea why the fuck you told mm. me to do that to begin yeah. with you know understanding like, the consequences enormous for both children and adults too well talk to your child as a fucking human being mm. You know, don't talk down to them. Get on the same level with them. Ask them what's going on. Like people forget, my daughter's five years. She's been on this planet for five years. Mm. No wonder she might split the dummy. Mm. Or she might carry on like a pork chop. She's here for five fucking years. She's yeah. brand new. Yeah. You know, like she doesn't know any better. Mm. It's just like, look, just, you know, and, and go, hey, you did this. And this is why you're in trouble. You got to like, this is, and this is the solution. This is what you got to do next time. Do you understand? Yes, daddy, I do understand. Yeah. What are you going to do next time? I'm going to do this, daddy. Yeah. Right? Then you've got commitment from them. They know it. They understand it. Cool, good to go. Yeah. They make that same mistake again. Like, oi, we just spoke about that. Mm. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. You know, versus no. Mm. Why? I fucking told you no. Yeah. You know? Oh, okay. Mm. So and then it pushes you to do it anyway because you want to know what what's the what's the reason for the no. Well, exactly. We you all fact like, someone says no, I'll do the polar opposite. Hundred percent. Where know? everybody has pushed the envelope a little bit because they <laughs> want to know, well, what's what's in the cupboard what, that I'm not allowed. You think of Christmas time, right? What is what the one thing which was don't look in mum and dad's cupboard or whatever it might be don't because that's the where presents, the because yeah. the Christmas presents are there because why because you're going to ruin it they don't yeah, say that they don't, they say don't tell you that the Christmas no. presents are in the cupboard they just say don't look in the cupboard yeah what so do what do you do, do? 
look in the cupboard. cupboard. What do you do? Ruin Christmas for yourself. My sister would do that every fucking year. Yeah. And she'd run out and say, Dom, you want to know what you got? And I'm like, no, you got this. I'm like, no. (laughs) That's not what I wanted. (laughs) I hate you. Just go back uh, to Kmart, return to sender. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'll take the cash. <laughs> so, um, so let's round this out then, Tommy. What's next for the endeavours of Tom Ferris? What's next? Um, so the next thing for me is developing in, in regards to the agency. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a couple now, so like land subdivisions, so getting big parcels of land and chopping them up and selling them to clients and to investors. Um, I'm working on a couple of apartment buildings, Wool and Gabba, obviously, with the Olympics, it's happening. It's a priority development area. Yep. So there's a lot of money, a lot of infrastructure, a lot happening. So for me, my, that's my goal yep. um, because then I can, A, I could call you up, right? Oh, hey, man, I've got a block of land. I've got five investors. Everyone's putting 200 grand in, 100 grand in, fucking whatever. These are your returns. You're in or you're out, right? Yep. And this starts to create a bit of a community, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, cool, I'm in. Sweet. Then we do the project. We, everyone gets paid. All right, lads, I've got another one. All right, you've got to put X in. You're in or out? Nah, Tom, I'm out. I'm, I'll take whatever i got. Cool, oh, I'm in. Do you know what I mean? Yep. That's what I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. I'd like to bring up people, you know. Um, there's, again, there's enough, there's enough um, meat in the pile, whatever the saying is, mm. to go around. And I think that if we can... A, it allows me to do more projects at once. Yeah. And two, it, you know, it shifts the person's mindset. And like I said, what are you good at? Oh, I'm good at being a doctor or an engineer or fucking uh, whatever it may be, a teacher, right? We'll do that, mm. right? And then we'll build something in the back end that's going to be your fuck super. Mm. Like I, to me, super is the biggest scam mm-hmm. because... A, we don't know how long you're going to be on this planet for. It got introduced in 1982, I believe, by a gentleman named Paul Keating. I think he was the prime minister at the time, right? Essentially, the reason why they introduced it is because Aussies didn't have a budget. Mm. They were getting to the age of the pension and going to the government, I've got no money because Mm. I put it through the pokies or I drink piss all day or whatever. I've got my bad habits. Mm. I've got no money. Well, the government's like, we can't afford to have the whole population yeah, on pain, this, yeah, paying yeah, sure. So let's introduce super. Yep. Instead of educating them, going, this is how you budget, blah, blah, blah. Then super, it's con- you lose full control. Now, you've got your self-managed super funds, which is, um, which is a lot more control for you. That's when you can buy property and you can buy different assets. But you've got to have a minimum amount of super in there mm. to do it, and it costs a lot more fees, Right. For me, at, look, super, you get a better tax break, right? There are benefits to it. But for me, if I can make money now and control it and, and take it and put it back in now, I'll always do that mm. versus waiting till I'm 65. At this rate, it might be 70. Yeah. At this, You know what I mean? They're so restrictive. If it's not in the self-managed super fund, nine times out of 10, it's in the stock market. We know how up and down that thing is, mm. especially when the economy goes to shit. You know, mm. are you able to pull it out? No, you can't pull it out till you're 60. Yeah. You know, I know many, many people that have lost half their super because some wing nuts put it into something that you had no control over yeah. and it's gone belly up, mm. right? Um, so look, I, I think what I'm, what 
sorry, I just kind of rambled on. No, no, it's fine. But essentially what I want to do is, yeah, build up that, do the developments, right? Do it with a group of people. And essentially from that too, I control the stock, Mm -hmm. right? So what I'm finding in Brisbane and Queensland as a whole, and we buy and sell property all across Australia, right? But what we're finding is stock is limited. Hence why I'm like, I've been selling stuff in Ely Beach, Mm -hmm. you know, 500 grand crossover from the water, renting out for 750. It's a bit of a no brainer. Yeah. You come down this way for 500 grand, you get a fucking barely a one bedroom apartment. Yeah. You know, body corporates through the roof and blah, 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 and you're paying all these fees, right? So we got to think outside the box here and go, okay, where can clients make money? It might yep. not be in Brisbane, but where does your 500 grand go further? Yeah, it could be sure. WA, Adelaide, wherever, mm-hmm. right? But essentially, what happens is that the stock gets dried up. What I want to provide is A, for people to be involved in something a little bit more sophisticated, and two, then I've got all the product. So let's say I built an apartment building. I've got 50 apartments now to sell. Mm. You know, I can push that through my through my channels. I can push it through to people that are interstate, international, etc. Yeah. Um, so that's the path I want to go down. I guess that's for business side of things. I think just keep turning up. Um, I really want to get in a better shape. I want to be the strongest, the fittest. Every age I get older, I want to be that better version. Mm. Yeah. You know. And it's been a transition because I was into the party scene. I was a drug addict. I was an alcoholic. You know, I was doing some bad shit, running with the bad people. And I thought that was normal. You know, I thought because I got brought up in a certain um, and having that on the day to then when you grow up and then you're involved with these type of people, you're like, yeah, this is, this is me, you know. And it's not until you take a complete step back, like getting out of your hometown mm. and doing a full 180 yep. and looking back going, holy fuck, how the fuck did I not die? Mm. How did I, how am I still alive or how yep. am I not in the pen? Mm. You know? Um, and I think too, like before we finish this is it, people need to like be on that path, but remember where you came from yeah. and wow. don't be too hard on yourself Yeah, because you're not going to become overnight yep. a superstar, mm-hmm. you know? I'm not going to be like, okay, I'm not drinking for four years. People can do it and I'll take my hat off to them mm. 100%, you know? But I, I like to have a drink now and again. All mm. in moderation though, Yeah. but I like to, I want to control, Yeah. you know? If I want to have a beer with you, I can have one or two and say, oh, your pads, I've got to drive them all good. Yeah. In the past, I couldn't do that. Oh, Once I, I was on, man, I was, I was on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, mate. You know? And um, I think too, like, you know, it's, again, it's, it's, it's that transition mm. and, you know, your partner or someone might have a go at you, you're not where you need to be. Mm. It's like, okay, but where were you 12 months ago? Yeah. Where were you six months ago? Mm. I was, I'm better. Mm. So don't be too hard on yourself. As long as there's progression, you know, you will eventually get there mm. and know that it's okay to make mistakes. Yeah. You know, and don't allow people when you do make these mistakes to put you down. Yeah. So then you feel like shit, and you don't want to get back on that horse again, right? Ignore the no, uh, the noise. You mm. know, and and understand. Cool. Why? Why? Why are you doing this? Mm. I'm doing this for my child. I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this for me. Mm. You know, and look how far I've come. I'm a yeah. fucking king. Yeah. You know, and okay, Absolutely. let's get back on and let's keep going. Absolutely. Right. That's the most important thing, and it's the biggest message that needs to be instilled into everybody's life do it for something and if that something is you then that's enough yeah you know tommy ferris if people want to get in contact with you though 
and they are interested in uh, property development, whatever it might be, yeah, walking down that, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, mobile number, email, Instagram, mm-hmm. anything. Anything. Yep. LinkedIn. Yep. So what's your what's your handle on Instagram? Uh, Instagram is Tom J. Ferris. Mm-hmm. Uh, the agency is Wool and Gabber Real Estate. Email is uh, tom at wre.ai. Do I list my number? Nah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, you can, but I might send you a little picky later. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, why am I getting so many dick pics? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but this has been really good, mate. And thank you for like taking the time. I know you're a busy man. No, thank days. you for having me, Paz. Mate, it's and been like, awesome. man, it's, it's, it's great to see you progress and it's good to see. And I know that how hard it is and, you know, best of luck with everything, bro. And thank I'll, you, I'll continue supporting you. And anyone watching, make sure you keep following him because he's Hell a good yeah. man. My man. Thank you, Tommy. Appreciate it, brother. Cheers, bro. Thank you. Well, thanks again, guys, for joining me for an episode of Thriving in Chaos. You can fill out a Q&A here on Spotify and tell me what you liked about the episode, what you got out of it, because it's important that I know that what I am releasing, you guys are enjoying. If you haven't already, hit that follow button, the little bell icon, and you can stay up to date for all of the new episodes. You'll get notified when a new one comes out, so you'll always be in the know. Head over to Instagram, Paz underscore official page, and you can send me a message. Tell me what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to hear more of. And you can also see all of my daily content that I release. Anyway, guys, that's enough from me. And until next time, I'll see you later.